Don't say anything super inappropriate. Okay, I got it. Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, and your other host, Lisa Lowry, is otherwise unavailable right now, but to make up for the fact that we're down a host, I made sure to get a great guest. Welcome back to the show. I'm not going to call you four bagger, but <laughs> welcome back, Kelly. AKA Lauren Kelly. Hi, Rafael. <laughs> So I, I've I've had this problem with someone else, uh, with Brittany actually, uh, mm-hmm. Lisa's friend, and I accidentally called her Ashley on here once I think, <laughs> and I had to apologize because, like I said, my, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so if there's like a similar sounding name, I'm gonna confuse people. I'm terrible with names. I've said that a million times. So I'd like to apologize to you, but. I mean, if you're gonna get confused for someone, Lauren Kelly's a pretty good, uh, pretty good person to be confused with. There's no one better, in my opinion. So it's an honor, um, and no need to apologize. There are way worse people to be called. That is true. Um, before we get into the uh, Monday and Thursday shows, I should mention that we are still having this uh, BFF book club coming up here sometime in September. I feel like we've completely forgotten about it. Uh, have you had a chance to read this book? I have not read the book. Okay. I, I need some more people to like read it because I feel like I think we just need like maybe one more person or something to do the actual show, but I feel like if if we're talking about this book, I wish there was some more people that knew what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I still haven't had anyone take me up on my offer to buy them the Kindle version. Uh, but if anyone out there, there's still a couple of weeks maybe uh, to get in on this. So feel free to read this book. It's It goes by pretty quick. Get in on it. Um, and also, we should do a round of shout-outs. Kelly, do you have any shout-outs? Shout out to, I always do this when I'm on the show, shout out to everyone in the Facebook group. You're all wonderful. That is true. Our Facebook group is full of good people. Uh, If Lisa was here, she would mention that we uh, got rid of a bad apple. I don't Mm -hmm. agree with that, but you know, it's fine. Um, I'm going to have to give a shout out to... Megan, of course, always thinking of her. Um, shout out to Lisa. Um, shout out to 
Leanne, who I wish we could have had on during the summer, but now she's back to work, so we missed out. And Ashley, who also uh, we could, we should have uh, had on, but, you know, much like Allison, sometimes we drag our feet with the hosting thing, but uh, or with the guest thing. And also, shout out to Bruce by Dawn, and last but not least, shout out to my beloved alcohol. One second. <laughs> yeah, I just shot beer foam all over my computer. <laughs> totally worth well, it. You meant to do that. Well, yeah, now I can lick the screen. <laughs> Give that computer a little taste. <laughs> ah, all right. We should get into the Monday episode. Erin Gibson thinks you're nasty. Uh, she is a repeat guest, but she, I think last time she was on was with her co-host Brian Safi of Throne Shade. Uh, mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Erin? Are you a fan? I am familiar with her through Allison's show, of course. Um, I have not listened to Throwing Shade. I feel like I would love it. I just have a lot on my plate podcast-wise. I know everyone says that, but it's true. I have seven gigabytes worth of podcast on Overcast to listen to. So I'm a little busy, but I enjoy Aaron as a person, uh, and I enjoyed her appearance on the show. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned Overcast. Do you have the free version or the paid one? I think I there's paid two. for that. Okay, I paid for it because I'm a baller, Raphael. <laughs> no, it's I want to say it's maybe like seven ninety nine per year, and I love the app. I fucking hate the podcast app that apple has so it was well worth the the mirror change in my opinion for just a better app okay so i didn't know it was yearly i thought it was a one-time fee oh I, maybe it is one time i don't know i would assume it was one time but um i use an older app called downcast and i think it was like 2.99 or 3.99 and i was like whoa <laughs> That's getting getting up there just to right? listen to these free podcasts. But like you, I agree that the podcast app is one of the shittiest creating creations from Apple's uh, long history of uh, great products. It's like up there with the Newton in how shitty it is. I recommend to everyone either use Downcast, Overcast. Uh, there's another one that's really popular that has cast in the name, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. people, treat yourself for a few dollars. Like, literally, like, a day or two's worth of coffee or, like, one Chipotle burrito is mm -hmm. worth worth this app that I use, like, fucking 12 hours a day, it seems like. Um, but moving on. <laughs> I, I'm very passionate no, about that. I agree. I agree. Treat yourself, people. You're worth it. You are no... You just, you're, you're not, you're not an Apple podcast person. You are an overcast person or a downcast person. Treat yourself as such. Also downcast is a, like a good way to, uh, Jesus, I can't even think a good way to describe <laughs> me. <laughs> so sure. it's funny that that's uh, the thing that I picked, the app that I picked for me. Uh, anyway, um, Aaron Gibson wrote a book about feminism it seems like uh different aspects of it and 
her sh- her show uh throwing shade seems I've only listened to the episodes Allison's been on, but mm-hmm. it's a really good show and it's really funny, but for like you said there's too many podcasts as it is and I feel like same with this book. I love the idea. I'm sure it's great, but I don't think I'm going to be picking it up. I respect that honesty. Um I might I might pick it up. We'll see. I'm interested in it. But you know what? We're both very busy. So we'll see what we can do. We'll check our schedule. One of the questions Allison asked Aaron was, or something that they talked about at the beginning of the show was, when did you realize that things were not equal for men and women? And I thought that was really interesting. Um, I don't know when I noticed it, but I feel like because I have two older sisters, I was always very in tune to their experience. Like, you know, you look up to your older siblings, and so Mm -hmm. I would see what they were dealing with. And it's a lot of bullshit. (laughs) So I'm wondering, do you remember uh, any experience where you thought, oh, there's clearly a very different way that the world treats the different sexes? Um, wow, so many, so many things to choose from. I suppose, I suppose I had, I had male cousins and the way that our parents treated us, like my mom was very protective of me, um, because I was a girl and like my aunt for, for instance, was more chill. Like my mom would let me wouldn't let me okay so when I was growing up I lived two blocks away from our city park and my mom would not let me walk there by myself until I was maybe like 13 whereas my my male cousin who lived really far away my aunt would just be like oh yeah go ahead and like you know just go out there and I'm like I said to my mom one day, like, why does our, you know, why does my aunt, like, let my cousin walk all by himself, and why won't you let me? And she was like, because you're a girl, and it's not safe. And, like, the town that I grew up in was, like, maybe 2,000 people, and nothing really bad ever happens there, so I didn't really get it. But, I mean, there are sex offenders and stuff, but apparently, if you're a dude, it's fine. Just, like, go ahead and walk around. Yeah, that... That's one thing, um, I don't know, just maybe our parents were negligent (laughs) or something. Definitely. Maybe. Uh, Well, I know, like, our parents just let us be pretty much out all the time doing whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm sure that's, that's something a lot of people dealt with, especially back in the day. Nowadays, Mm -hmm. if you see a child on the street alone, you're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, like, where is your parent? Yeah. They started talking about um, some feminist books, some other feminist books that kind of inspired her to write this book, I guess. Um, and it got me thinking, uh, what is the longest book that you've read? I, I don't read a lot, as evidenced by every time I open my mouth. And um, <laughs> also the fact that I'm trying to read a book every month. Um, so I don't think I have a very long book in my uh, completed list, but... I asked uh, someone, and they told me the longest book they read was uh, Atlas Shrugged, which I looked it up, and it's like 1,100 pages. So that's a pretty good one, but how about you? Um, One summer, I read 
infinite jest. Okay. Not not well. I don't remember a fucking thing that happened in it. I think that's the point of the book. And I'm trying to remember how many pages it has. It's funny you mention that because we, uh, Rachel had just watched. There's a movie now about it with uh, mm-hmm. Jesse Eisenberg and Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what the movie's called, but it's about that guy and the book. And so we looked it up, and it is one. It's like one thousand thirty-eight pages. Yes. So, Would not recommend. <laughs> really? Because uh, in looking it up, I know everyone mentions it, that it's like one of the greatest books ever. And it's like the, like Time Magazine called it like one of the best American books in the last hundred years or something like that. So it not this, doesn't get the Kelly stamp of approval. It doesn't. Um, I read it during a really difficult time in my life when I was grieving. And I think I just decided, Hey, I'm going to read this because I am a human being that can still do things. And it turns out I am a human being who can still do things, but I cannot retain any of that book. And I sort of read it just to spite myself and didn't enjoy it. So maybe I just have a bad taste in my mouth about it. Maybe. (laughs) I feel like I do that to myself uh, with a number of things. They started talking about makeup. Uh, I don't have to deal with this, but they mentioned how the makeup industry is uh, very male-dominated. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. male CEOs that are billionaires making money off of perpetuating this image of how women should be. And I thought that was really interesting. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. So I love uh, the podcast Natch Butte. Um, Jackie Johnson, who was a former guest, and she really got me thinking about um, cruelty-free makeup and who owns companies and supporting women-owned companies. And it's crazy to think how many of these companies that you think are like little indie brands that are women-owned are actually owned by huge corporations. It's really frightening, actually. And I think that we should all take a closer look about the companies that we are supporting and maybe throw our money to just better companies and better products, really. Right. So maybe you know, but I I don't know. But I know Rihanna has a very popular uh, makeup company. I think it's called Fenty Beauty. Uh, But I wonder who is the person, the company behind that, I should say. I could look. I know that Fenty is, um, I know it's cruelty-free, so it's not produced in China. Um, because like like they touch upon in the episode, every, every product that is um, sold in China, they demand that it be tested on animals, which is all sorts of fucked up, but that's a different story. Um, I'm looking up to see who her, like, who the parent brand is essentially because I'm also very curious. So the company is Kendo and I'm not really familiar with them, but I'm sure that they're owned by dudes. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, that reminds me of a couple years back, like same, same thing that you said. I was like 
<clears throat> I was going into Brooks Brothers, and it's like, why am I paying, you know, so much money for this shirt that the uh, Brooks Brothers is one of the great American clothing companies. Uh, they've been around since like what eighteen eighty six or something like that, and mm-hmm. and then I'm like, so why when I walk in here and pay a relatively high amount of money for a a single shirt, why does it say made in China? And I asked the salesman, and he says, "Oh no, our shirts are made here, but because this process, uh, you know, like the wrinkle-free shit that they spray on the shirt." because of that coming from China that we have to put made in China. And it sounded a little fishy to me, but yeah. maybe he's right because they're, the rules are like so fucking crazy. Like I don't understand, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to make an effort, like nothing against China. Uh, I mean, don't test shit on animals, but right. like, and you know, pay your employees a fair wage, but uh, nothing against China. I was just like, I'm going to try to, either support companies who are treating their employees better mm-hmm. uh, like this company Everlane. I still like them very much um, and, or just buy American. Um, and so I had like a kind of like a hierarchy of like companies that I would support mm-hmm. uh, before I bought from this other company. Like sometimes it's, you just can't not buy something that's like made in like China or like in some, you know, kind of, country that probably has poor work conditions so like i i understand i'm not going to be like everything in my life is not going to be made in america like it's Mm -hmm. just not going to happen but uh i did that for a while and now i'm like kind of starting to relax that but i still feel like we should support the companies that like support the causes we care about or like are just treat their employees fairly or whatever it is like and especially in the fashion and like beauty industries, I feel like there's a lot of issues that we're kind of ignoring and we don't even think about. But one of right. the minor ones would be, you know, you're you're paying these rich men to be richer so that you can look good for a man, essentially. And I don't know, I feel like we just need to be more like you said just be more aware of where our money is going and try to support mm-hmm. good people and good companies absolutely and i do have an update on that on kendo the ceo is male but everyone else that's listed on the about site is female so that's you know it's pretty good it's not bad yeah better than all men up there right I mean, you said it. <laughs> um, another thing they mentioned is, I think this kind of kind of goes into something that we've talked about before. Uh, I know I've mentioned this before on here, but um, they talked about doing the show that you want uh, because in the end, you're still going to get canceled. So I feel like that's kind of a just like a life philosophy that I can get behind mm-hmm. where, I mean... My my friend works at a Land Rover dealership, and uh, a couple weeks back, a fucking Range Rover almost fell on top of him. No fault of his own. He was just working, and a co-worker did not remove uh, a jack from the back of it, and he went to lower this Range Rover, and it 
fell off the lift. So I feel like we have to uh we have to like live in a way that I mean obviously we have like bills to pay and we have to have a job, but I feel like right. we, we need to do whatever it is that brings us joy because you never know. That's I I very much agree with you. So we should Live our lives every day like a Range Rover could fall on us at any moment. Or sorry, a land, is it a Land Rover or a Range Rover? Uh, very foolishly, I think Land Rover has a vehicle called a Range Rover. So it's a Land Rover Range Rover. Okay. Basically, treat every day like you could be, like a car could fall essentially from the sky and kill you. Yeah, that's what I told my friend. I was like, you could be walking down the street and a Range Rover could <laughs> land on your head. Um, yeah, and this this something that um, Aaron said, uh, your currency in life is your time, what you choose to believe in, and who you choose to associate with. That really spoke to me, like, much in the same way as, like, doing what you want because you never know. But mm-hmm. I – there's a friend uh, – an acquaintance, let's say, uh, that my friends still hang out with. And he showed up to a, to a thing I was at once. And I said, oh, okay, well, it's time for me to go. <laughs> and he walked in and said hi or whatever. And, and I, I was gone. Um, just because my friend's like, well, what do you got against him? And there's some something that he did that I do not agree with and I don't think it's cool to hang out with someone who does that and I blocked him on my phone so God knows if he's ever called or texted me but I was just like same the same thing she said like the people that you associate with like what is this someone who I would want to be like you know like uh in every like mob movie they have like mm-hmm. at the top is the boss and then the underboss and then the the, the capos and and all this and like the little what what do you call that? Uh, you know what I mean. The, like the little web of people that you know. It's like, do I want my photo next to this guy's photo? And my answer right. was no. So I pretty much cut him out of my life. Um, I respect that. And that's some real mob shit right there. That I, I, I love mob shit. I love it. Uh, is there, is there, um, oh, you fucking cunt. Not you, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that in. I don't know why the hell it turned on. Like she said, your currency is is your time and like what you choose to believe in what you do. Is there an example of that where you kind of choose to do certain things or avoid certain things just for like your own sanity or whatever it may be? Um yeah, so my like my side of my side of my family is absolutely fucking crazy. Um, and for my sanity and for my mental health, well-being, all that good stuff, I pretty much don't talk to them. I talk to my sister, um, who is interesting as well, but uh, I only have one sister. And it was important to my mom that we continue our relationship, so I'm doing that. Uh yeah, I would say, like, my family. I've also had to cut people out of my life. My bridesmaid at my wedding, for example, 
who got super drunk and slept with my my uh, husband's best man despite being engaged. And she told my husband that no one, oh my gosh, uh, that he didn't love me as much as she loved me. So yeah, went to therapy, cut her ass out. So mostly I'm just distancing myself from people just for my well-being. I don't really distance myself from things or activities. I'm pretty lame, so all my activities are in check. Okay, I got to get messy for a minute. <laughs> Do it. So what happened to your husband's best man? So he he is now, like, everything turned out okay in that regard. But I told him, um, basically, at the reception, he came over to me and he was like, hey, I really dig your friend. And I'm like, don't, because she is, she is the worst person ever. Um, she will basically make you fall in love with her and then ruin your life. And guess what? That's what she did. So they basically got together that night or whatever, and then he was like, I'm in love with her. And I'm like, you're never going to see her again. And sure enough, he never saw her again. And then she got married three weeks later. It's very exciting. Oh, and okay. Okay. So yeah. she was engaged, not him. Yes. I, my apologies. She was engaged. The bride, my bridesmaid was engaged to a totally different guy who was not involved in the wedding at all. So okay. she, yeah, so she got she, – I don't know what her deal was. She got all, like, drunk and emotional and basically decided to go for him. And I warned him. I said, don't do it. Um, it's not going to end well. And I was right. Uh, he is now – he clearly moved on from that. We're talking almost 12 years ago. So he is now, you know, married and has a kid. So he doesn't think about her anymore. So that's good. Okay. See, that's why I wanted to know because I was like, you cut her out, but he, I thought he was the one that was engaged. And oh, so I was no. like, no, no, no. It takes two to tango here. So 100%. Yeah. He was not in a relationship at all. And he was just, he's just a nice Minnesotan boy. And he just kind of fell under the spell of this crazy bitch. So, yeah. well, that leads beautifully into the next topic. Do you have a, a spreadsheet of your sexual partners? And I know what you're going to say because you've been with one person for quite a while, but uh, spreadsheet? It would just be one cell. That would be it. <laughs> like, it would be the most boring spreadsheet ever. Um, no. Uh, what about you, Raphael? Do you have a spreadsheet of your lovers? Definitely not. But this is something because <laughs> I am... Uh, I can think about things a little too much. Uh, I do mm -hmm. think, like, what if you did get an STD? Like, you know, you should always be getting tested uh, whenever you're right. with someone new. You should discuss these things uh, with your partners. And then, uh, but, but I think, I'm like, what if I went and got tested and they were like, you have whatever. And then I would have to be like, oh, my God. Like, how far back do you go, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, is it six months ago? Is it, like, two years ago? 
And the thing about the the wonderful thing about men is that often these STDs just lie dormant, where as in women they're so obvious. So yeah, Raphael, you could have an STD right now and not know it. Uh, do- <laughs> that's it's uh, best not to think about that. But I I do think about that because they're like, oh, you could you could have like herpes or whatever, and you, you would show no symptoms, and then like you know, God knows when. You have a symptom, and then you're like, oh, well, this must be the last person I slept with. And then it could have been years ago. So it's very frightening. Yeah, it, it's it's terrifying. I don't think that I could be – I think being single or, you know, in a dating relationship where you're not quite sure if the other person is being monogamous or – you know, what their sexual history would be, would be just absolutely terrifying. And I don't think that I would ever sleep at night. Yeah. Life is, uh, hard in many ways. <laughs> it's rough out there guys. So they, uh, talked about parents with an age difference and mm-hmm. my parents, uh, had a pretty significant age difference. I think my, my dad was, uh, 30 Wait, hold on. What year? Well, my dad was born in 1950 and my mom was born in 64. So oh, shit. 14 years difference. Uh, Whoa. And in Mexico, I feel like not the weirdest thing. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. that's a bit late for my dad, but um, I don't know. How how are your parents aged? They were only five years apart. Um, so that's not, I mean, that's not too bad. Uh, they knew each other like my, my, I think my mom went to high school with my aunt, which would be my father's sister. So I think that's how they knew each other. Um, it's not that weird. I mean, 14 years isn't that weird either. I you know, it doesn't seem like much, but like they said, you know, a 19-year-old is not fully formed. And oh so my god, I think... tell, tell me about it. <laughs> so... That's that's how old I was when I got married. Definitely not fully formed, definitely not ready. Yeah, so I think about when, when my mom was 19, and he's, what, 33? I'm bad at math, don't judge me. Um, <laughs> I, I think, like, that that is... Like, like right now I'm 30. Like, so could I imagine in three years that I would be with a 19 year old? I mean, I don't feel 30. So there's that, but also just knowing how a 19 year old is, that's the part that would keep me from it. You know? Right. Do you, do you remember what a dumbass you were when you were 19? I remember the dumbass I I am now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, with men, I feel like they're, they're kind of, I mean, they're kind of garbage until they're 30. Like that's when you start to get your shit together. Whereas women definitely not at 19, but I feel like we mature and like figure out what we want sooner, but certainly not at 19. I, I was the worst at 19. I, I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine, but it maybe being in a relationship with someone that much older than me, I think I would get, frustrated with them and i would be like you're boring where's the drama i want the drama (laughs) so well i don't want to make any assumptions but 
so you've been married now for how long? It'll be 12 years in November. Wow. So, so overall, well, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Hopefully nothing Mm -hmm. but the best for you and your husband. But like my parents were together for 26 years and then the split happened. But how would you say, do you think that being together at such a young age is like affecting you to this day? I don't think so. I, it definitely did in the beginning because we were both really stupid. I was, <laughs> I was 19 and he was 20. We were not ready to get married at all. Our parents, both of our, both, both sets of parents warned us and we didn't listen. Um, and we had to grow up together. So at this, at the same time, uh, I think that that really benefited us because we sort of found who we were together and, now we've had so much history that we can essentially get through anything. We like we we got through the loss of my parents, which is really hard, and we've done three deployments. We've done long distance for like a year and a half. So, um, yeah, I think that it, it's not really affecting us. I think it not not in a, a negative fashion. I think it affects us in that it made our relationship stronger and we realized that we can get through pretty much anything. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. You guys have kind of been put through the ringer and you're still Mm -hmm. together. So that kind of shows that it's probably going to last, which is is good. It could, it could. We'll see. (laughs) Erin mentions that she got kicked out of an olive garden I don't think there's too much more to say about that, but I'm wondering, (laughs) have you ever been kicked out of an establishment? You know, I have not. Um, I have a lot of years left in my life, though, so I believe in myself. I, I don't, I, I never had opportunity to really be kicked out of anywhere, and I, I guess I'm just too old for that right now. What about you, Raphael? Have you ever been kicked out of anywhere? Uh, no, I feel like the only time we probably got close was uh, a bunch of friends of mine went to, I think we went to go see like a comedy show and then we were mm-hmm. drinking there and then we decided to hit up a bar after and then we went to another bar after and I don't remember much about this night, but I was blackout drunk uh, and <laughs> my friends are especially certain you know, certain friends, when we get to drinking, uh, you know, it's kind of a shit show. (laughs) And uh, we started playing uh, Mexican songs on the jukebox, and they (laughs) shut the jukebox off. And I feel like maybe that day, you know, had things gone slightly differently, we could have ended up getting kicked out of there or something. But no, so far, no. But I feel like next uh, BFF meetup, we should... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> try to get kicked out of an olive garden or if you want to class it up a little bit maybe a red lobster okay so they they talked about how olive garden used to be fancier back in the day and mm-hmm. i did not know it back then so i can't say but i always feel like red lobster is one of those places where when you're like 16 you think it's fancy but when you go there now you're like oh this is overpriced shit that they're giving us. Are you a Red Lobster fan? I am not a fan per se. Uh, 
when I was younger, that was, that was one of my mom's, <laughs> it sounds silly. So one of my mom, my mom's favorite places to go, but listen, guys, I grew up in Iowa. There's, there's nothing to do here. There's not shit here. So like you have to go to Wisconsin, you have to go to like lacrosse, Wisconsin, and that's where like the malls are and stuff. So we would go shopping and then my mom would be like, I want to go to Red Lobster. And I'm like, damn, this is fancy. But I was like 11 years old. Now, I haven't been to a Red Lobster in, I would say at least, at least 10 years. But the last time that I went, I was like, oh, this is not that great. And it's definitely a place that you take your side piece when you're having an affair. Like you, it's, it's just... It's not classy, but at the same time, neither is Olive Garden, but some of the food is okay. Yeah, not not every place can be the Outback Steakhouse. Oh my god. I've been after after I was on BFF last, I could not stop thinking about the broccoli and I had to look up where the nearest location was. And it's really fucking far away and I'm so angry. Well, I'll be, that's unfortunate, but Mm -hmm. I did actually go there like a week ago for the first Mm -hmm. time in a while. And um, it was for like a, we were just kind of like a friend get together. And of course I ordered my, my usual, the pork porterhouse. And for my two sides, I got broccoli and broccoli as I always do. (laughs) And for the first time the broccoli was a little subpar. It was not mm. as good as usual. Unacceptable. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was offended. And I still ate every piece. But, you know, usually it's like a, a 9 or a 10 for broccoli. And, and and I feel like it was like a 6.5 or a 7. So, you know, not terrible, but it was not up to my expectation You're, this time. Yes, of course not. That's so disappointing. I'm going to fly to the uh, Australian headquarters and I'm going to have a word with their CEO. As well you should. Do you have uh, any other notes from Monday? So there was, and I might get shit for this, but there was something that Erin Gibson said that sort of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, She was talking about, I can't remember the context, but she was talking about sexual assault. Do you remember when she mentioned that? Was this with the Catholic Church? I think so. But maybe it wasn't. I am not sure. Anyway, she said that somebody was being raped. And then she said, oh, yeah, she woke up and he was fucking her. And I wanted to be like, Aaron, you're a feminist. You're a woman. It's not fucking. It wasn't consensual. Please call it what it was. Okay, okay. Hold on. This, she was talking about a movie called Kids. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Right, so not... It was not an actual sexual assault, but I just thought, like, maybe maybe don't call it fucking. (laughs) Okay, good uh, distinction to make. Uh, Definitely... Only consensual sex. And if you have an STD, alert your partner for the love yeah. of God. It's, isn't it a crime now, actually, if you don't? Um, 
I think it it only is for HIV. Um, mm. I think if you are knowingly spreading it, you can you can be charged at least. That's what I saw on SBU. So everyone knows TV doesn't lie. Yeah, this is um, yeah scary. Uh, the only the, I've never seen this movie. The only reason I know what it is is because of. A rap song, of course. Eminem says, haven't you ever seen that one movie, Kids? <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, uh, ready to move on to Thursday? Let's do it. All right. We were her little guava empanadas. And according to the Carb Czar, which I feel like <laughs> she should be demoted, there have been yes. no repeats. But we have living proof here. Kelly, you have been picked for the carb four times, right? I have, yes. So I think we're going to have to uh, update the spreadsheet. Maybe she hasn't been keeping track every week. Maybe she skips a week. Maybe. I don't know. But you have for sure been a repeat person, and there may be others. Definitely. Um, I I don't think that Carlos was a repeat, so that was nice to hear a new person, although I was pretty sure that we were going to hear Becky Milliner's Butterscotch Haystacks finally being read, but it didn't happen. You know, her day will come, and it'll be a glorious day. Um, have you ever had a guava empanada? No, but I fucking want one. So, I mean... I'm not huge on sweets, so if I'm gonna eat empanadas, I go for the meatier ones and not mm -hmm. the not. I don't like like hashtag Al. I don't like the sweet and the savory mixed, mm -hmm. so I try to go like strictly for like the meaty ones as opposed to like a little bit of mix of both or just like sweet. Right. Uh, and last uh when megan was here in colorado uh visiting me we actually ordered some empanadas from a place and she loved them she said she should get them more often and i feel like we all should agreed so they started talking about how daniel has a voice that is pretty loud he <laughs> seems to project a lot and i feel like i've had this problem uh, myself like right now I have headphones on and I'm talking into a microphone and I feel like I'm yelling and I don't know if I am but uh, I'm looking at my levels here and it's only like halfway up the little sound thingy so hopefully it's not too loud um, but Kelly how how are you in the voice projection department I think I think I'm at an average level however I have come home excited and wanting like wanting to tell my husband something and have also woken up my child. So I can relate to Daniel. Yeah, that's one problem I don't have. So I'm lucky in that regard. But yeah, sometimes I'll be like looking at my phone and I don't know, I read something like, oh my God, this band is playing in Denver on this day. And I go, yo and then <laughs> it's like from zero to a hundred real fucking quick so i i think i need to watch it and i feel like especially i'm going deaf i already have like hearing damage but like i wear earbuds all fucking day pretty much when i'm at work 
so I don't think that's helping, and uh, I think I need to uh, kind of tone it down a bit. But you it, definitely it, should. <laughs> it's it's hard to do when when I'm going deaf, I can barely hear me, so <laughs> it's hard to gauge, you know, what other people can hear. So I think it's, I'll just I'll just be quieter, and then if they can't hear me, you know, they'll have to get real close. Okay, so this is a PSA, people. Get checked for STDs and wear ear protection at concerts. It's very important. Absolutely not. I will yes. not wear hearing protection. Well, I think it's too late for you, Raphael, but what? for other people. Huh? <laughs> What's up? No, um, I actually <laughs> I actually had a tweet about this. I may be washed, but at least I'm not wears earplugs at a metal show washed or something like that. Um, yeah, I went. You know, I don't appreciate you subtweeting me. That's rude. <laughs> uh, I know you love your Slipknot out there in Iowa. Oh, my God. You know that I do. <laughs> um, I went to see this death metal band from San Francisco in the back of a comic book shop a couple weeks back. And one of the dudes, I'm mean, oh, not even one. It was probably like ten guys back there, and like half of them were wearing earplugs. And I was like, "You're not about this life, buddy. Why are you here?" <laughs> they're they're about hearing retention. That's the life they're about. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I was like, "This isn't that loud." And then I'm sure that's just because I'm going deaf. But and then same thing. I went to see Slayer a couple weeks ago, and same thing. People of all ages are wearing earplugs, and I'm like, "Come on, guys, we're not even close to the stage." <laughs> and you know, at the same time, it's like I hear, you know, I hear uh, a phone ringing off in the distance, and there's no phone anywhere. You know. Oh, oh so. yeah, that sounds like <laughs> tinnitus. You got tinnitus. <laughs> going to diagnose you. <laughs> Will somebody answer that damn phone? <laughs> Maybe don't take my advice. Um, or do. Okay, they started talking about how Allison is bad at scheduling. And <clears throat> I, I, I think we've... Uh, I know I have fallen victim to this as well for scheduling on BFF. So I try to be efficient with it, and I try to reply and, like, make sure we get, like, things locked down. But, you know, sometimes things fall through the cracks. But in Allison's specific cases, I would say she dropped the ball on both times. She said that she asked David to be on, and I forget exactly what happened, but there was some kind of miscommunication. But the Jensen Carp uh, example was worse I think and she so Renee bad. was kind of putting it on Jensen but he said I'm available for both and that was like period and then Allison right. just never replied yeah that's I mean we all love Allison but that's on Allison and Renee is lovely I think she's just too much of a yes gal she was pinning it on Jensen and it's like nope actually Jensen went above and beyond and was willing to show up both times and did show up both times. So it's on Allison. Right. And I actually remember hearing that episode with Greg where he mentioned that uh, they mentioned that Jensen showed up. Um, yes. But so 
see if i was jensen i wouldn't have shown up for either because i'd be like she did not tell me which one but but at the same time he he could have reminded her so like so do you want me here both times or just one like you know whatever yeah so, and i think i think it's just people not wanting to be too eager or just people being polite it's okay to get clarification it's not annoying it saves you from driving to a podcast that you're not actually going to be on yeah see that's why he i think he's a better person than me because i would have been like uh I'm, i guess i'm not showing up either because she I'm, didn't i'm never coming back forget my number <laughs> well i wouldn't go that far i mean i I mean, well, if it was Allison, I probably would have showed up both times. But if it was anyone else, I'd be like, give me a definite answer or go right. fuck yourself. I don't know. Now, it will be interesting to see if this whole email loop confusion changes Allison. I bet it doesn't. You know what a great man once said? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, uh, you can't fool me. <laughs> Okay, so this got me thinking about how Renee mentioned that the executives at Disney were so efficient that whenever they got an email, they replied right away. And I feel like this is the way you have to be. Um, fortunately, I don't have to correspond with people very often. Like, even my friends text me, like, once every <laughs> two or three weeks or something. Like, we just don't need to be in constant communication. Mm -hmm. But how are you on this kind of stuff? For the most part, I'm pretty efficient. I, if it's past a certain time of day, uh, usually if it's past eight o'clock or eight o'clock in the evening, I'm like, eh, fuck that. I'll get back to it the next day. During, during the day, I'm very efficient. Um, it just depends on what it is. Uh, we talked a little bit before the show about how our jobs are going. And I mentioned that I'm always getting messages from my coworkers about what's actually happening at work. And I feel obligated to answer those. Uh, but if it's past eight, this is a really long way of going back to my original point. If it's past eight o'clock, uh, you're waiting until the morning or you're waiting until three o'clock in the morning when I wake up. And look at my phone for an hour. So, yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> we we did talk about this, and and like going back to the Aaron Gibson thing about your currency being your time. Uh, I I made rules where like there was a, actually one day a few weeks back where they wanted me to stay longer and do some extra shit, and I was like, this is gonna be like three hours of my life, mm -hmm. and I set a price. And they did not meet it. So I said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And, yeah. you know, someone else, I'm sure, got paid to do this. And that was fine. But I was like, for me, it's not, they're not paying me for the work. They're paying me for my time. I was like, right. I need to sleep. I need my sanity. I hate this place. And therefore, yes. if if you can't meet this dollar amount, I'll see you tomorrow. And that's what I did. So I'm I'm proud of myself for that. I'm That's good. starting to set some <laughs> boundaries with work and same thing. So I try to reply to people, but if it's like a work thing, I'm like, fucking 
you know, either call me again now that I'm awake or go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit. I'll be there when I be when I'm there. <laughs> I'll be there when I be there is what I was about to say. <laughs> Please name the episode this that I be there when I be there. <laughs> I might. Oh, we should have uh I should have mentioned that the guests on this episode were Renee Colbert and Eric Martin. Martin. Uh, I was going to say Eric Stone Street because that's the only Eric name that was coming to my brain. Um, Can you imagine if Eric Stone Street <laughs> was on this episode? Uh, her audience would have grown by at least five people. <laughs> um, he mentioned that before this episode, he was in Culver City eating Korean barbecue and playing pinball. Clearly, uh, that's going on the list of next uh, BFF hangout places when we're all in California. Not to correct you, much like Allison mentioned in the episode on Monday, uh, he was in beautiful Van Nuys. He was not in Culver City, which I think I'm not familiar with um, that area, but I think that Van Nuys is worse than Culver City. <laughs> um, Los Angelinos, please correct us or really please correct me. Yeah, so my notes are very <laughs> – I had to listen to both episodes at two times speed to take notes because I forgot to take notes. Uh, and so, yeah, it could very well be that I was just making up a city in California. Um, this this is not an attack on you, Raphael. No, I just thought, totally you know, fine. people who are looking for – what did Allison call it? Magnolian barbecue. <laughs> Don't go to Culver City. <laughs> Make sure that you're going to Van Nuys. Yeah. So Daniel said, you're going to have to tell me where this is. And I was like, and then Daniel's going to have to tell me where it is because I want to go. Um, you gots to go. I gots to go. Um, I listened to Jensen Karp's podcast and his co-host is getting heavy into pinball. He owns three pinball machines now. Ooh. And I have never been good at pinball, but ever since listening to that, uh, to him talk about pinball, I, like, I've kind of been thinking about it more. And, like, I know that you have to, like, hit certain things on the, I don't know, playing field, whatever they fucking call it, uh, <laughs> which, like, leads to another thing. And then you're just – so I, I feel like now if I played, I would be better. So I'm very much into this uh, Korean barbecue slash – uh, pinball place. It sounds awesome. So what, one thing I'm curious about, and I think I know the answer, but I don't want to, I don't want to make any assumptions about Iowa, but how is like the, like the culture around there? Is it still like just kind of conservative and just like kind, I, I don't, it's, it's hard to say what I want to say without making it seem like I think everyone uh in Iowa is like a dumb hick. Are there are there a bunch of white nationalists? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> well, I'm I'm wondering like are there like cool bars to go to? Because like I know here in Denver, it's like a fucking you like you could throw a dead cat and hit like a fucking bar that you could play ping pong at, you know. So like I'm I'm wondering like are there places that you can go and like have a fun experience like this or is it like just you walk into like a dive bar and it's all like the five people that you see around town and they have bud light on tap so it's a mixture of both 
um, I live really close to a college town, so it's pretty progressive and there's a lot of interesting places to go. Yeah, there are dive bars, but then there are really cool um, places that young people listen to me like I'm a fucking grandma. There's a lot of places that young people can go to. Uh, like where I grew up, which is very, very rural, there's dick to do. There was like the same, there was dive bars and stuff like that. Um, but the the population itself, yeah, we have a lot of conservative folks, but for the most part, I feel like we have a lot of accepting liberal people who are open to all sorts of ideas and people. It could be, it's certainly no California, but it's a lot different than when I grew up here. It's more progressive and more tolerant. Yeah, we have good old boys and we have people that go cow tipping and shit and lots of Trump signs in yards but it's getting better do people actually cow tip it's you can't do it it's not an actual thing but you know people say that it's a thing it's not a thing (laughs) mostly what people do here for fun is and i didn't do this in high school because i was a good girl but you go touring which is essentially you're driving around and you're drunk uh, zero out of ten would not recommend. Don't do that, you dumbass dickbags. <laughs> uh, actually, I remember Megan telling me a story that that was a kind of a pastime in Wisconsin uh, that they would mm-hmm. just drink and drive like on dirt roads or something. I forget exactly. Yes, and I mean, Megan, correct me if I'm wrong. Iowa and Wisconsin are different, but uh, the activities are pretty similar we did a lot of that um well not me personally but what megan was talking about that is essentially touring so when you live in a rural area and there's not much to do that's what you do and you drive your tractor to work or not work but you drive your tractor to school (laughs) uh i mean don't knock it till you try it i guess allison mentioned that her therapist told her something <laughs> that was just like the the stupidest thing she could have said for a college educated woman. She said, haters gonna hate. I mean, I, I think that the message was decent. I think that what it actually means to its core is good. Um, Good God, please don't quote a Taylor Swift song. That is not going to reach a a 40-something-year-old almost mom. Well, essentially a mom of two. She's not going to relate to that. I think that the therapist should have been like, hey, you can't please everyone. You know, not everyone's going to like you. You're not pizza, so maybe just move on with your life. I think I'm going to start saying that. You're not pizza. I'm going to start saying that to people. Whenever my coworkers are having a bad day, whenever we're getting yelled at by people, I'm just like, hey, 
you're not you're not pizza or you're not tacos. Not everyone's gonna love you. <laughs> so I think that this therapist, her intentions were good. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there was a better way she could have said that. L- literally, she could have said anything <laughs> else. Like, uh, people suck. She could have said that. That would have been okay. Maybe the the client that she met with before Allison was a teenage girl. I just, I don't know. My, I've had a few therapists in my life. They have never said anything like that to me. I don't know. See, this is why I would never be a therapist because <laughs> my my clients would come in and much like this lady, I would just quote music lyrics to them. I would say, you know, they'd walk in and tell me their problems and I would say, life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we get high. That's what I, And that's what I would say. And then um, they would be reflecting on their day and I would be like, today was a good day. Didn't have to use my AK. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. It's a good thing we're not uh, in that line of work then. God, but what if we were? Well, you know, we could... I I often do just quote rap lyrics to my friends and like tr- and i think i'm like giving them advice but they probably are just annoyed they're probably like what is he doing i'm asking uh, i'm like reaching out and being like hey i'm struggling with this thing and you're like and i'm like lyrics i'm like here's my, a lyric that will help you yeah i'm like my walls do a 360 i got the shit that the government got and they're like what Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> is it is there a deeper meaning to this, Raphael? Please explain. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna have to charge you if I tell you the meaning behind <laughs> it. But uh, just just know that there is. If you look inward and you really sit with yourself and try to figure your life out, the answer will come to you. The answer's always been within you this whole time. Exactly. Um. They did an iTunes comment of the week, which they haven't done in a while, (laughs) I guess. Um, And the person that left it, he he said that Aaron uh, was not, uh, you know, not his cup of tea. But Mm -hmm. he ended it with something like, uh, you know, these like right wing men don't forget about us or something like that. Or don't like dismiss us. Uh, Uh, How did you feel about that? dismissed i i it's very i mean thank you so much for the five stars like excellent maybe just put five stars and don't leave your comment i don't love every guest that allison has on i but i don't i I don't tell her certainly and i definitely don't put it in an itunes comment there's a time and a place and maybe keep your opinions to yourself. I don't know. So I, I'm kind of of two minds about this comment here. On the one hand, I feel like, you know, if, if there's an episode that just isn't for you, go ahead and skip it. You know, it's, right. it's not the end of the world. Thank you for the five star rating. That's great. I'm, I'm glad that he's been listening for so many years. I think he mentioned that he's been listening since Corolla. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I I don't get why he thinks that this show of all shows 
is like going to I like I don't know what he wants. Like do, is he expecting like a right wing love fest or something because clearly this is not that show. This is not it. I I also wonder what he expected to happen with this comment and he has been a long-time listener. He knows that there is a wide variety of guests. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, it's a free podcast. What do you want? Uh, you can just, like Raphael said, you can just skip the episode. No one is forcing you to listen. And and at the same time, though, I, I can understand how probably in this current climate, he, as a right-wing person, he probably feels like he's constantly under attack. Oh, I'm sure. But isn't he doing then the same thing to Aaron that he feels like is being done to him? Like, he's not hearing her out. He 100%. probably feels like he's not being heard out. So I feel like there needs to, it's a two-way street. Like, you can't you know, complain about how Aaron Gibson is so intolerant, but like, did you listen? I don't know. Totally. And then he's being a keyboard warrior, which people seem to hate. Um, I, I don't understand the reasoning behind it and you don't have to like every episode. It's fine. I, I don't love every episode. I, I mean, I pretty much do love every episode, but there are, certain guests where I'm less excited to listen but I wouldn't be like at Allison Rosen this person sucked I also don't like your ad reads blah 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 it just it makes me wonder like what's going on in this guy's life that he felt it necessary to both give her a compliment being like oh hey I'm a long time listener here's five stars but I don't like your your mouthy feminist left wing guest. She made me feel unsafe. Like, who cares? I mean, go ahead and have your feelings, but please don't do an iTunes comment. Although, thank you for the fodder. That was great. Another thing that they talked about that I don't have to deal with is children's songs. Now, oh, I Jesus. <laughs> I have never even heard of this. Johnny Papa Yes No whatever the fuck it's called song but mm -hmm. I'm curious have you ever heard of this song before and what is your current relationship with children's music sings how you have a child I have not heard of this song before um it sounds awful I thought about looking at the video and like send like showing it to my daughter after I got her from daycare today but I was like I'm not going to put us through this um, my current relationship with children's, like, videos, um, our relationship is strained at best. I really, like, my daughter loves Sesame Street, which I'm down with. That's fine. Um, but she wants to listen to other things, and she's learning different songs in daycare. And there's one in particular, which... It's not going to mean anything to you, Raphael, but parents of young children will get it. There's like this song about 
sharks, like baby sharks and mama sharks. And I've gone so long without having to hear about it. And last night we were reading books before bed and I pointed out a shark to my daughter and then she started singing a song and I've never wanted to take my child out of daycare so badly. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't, I'm being dramatic, but it's such an earworm and it's a weird song and I just, I'm not down with it. So yeah, my relationship with children's songs are very weird and not that you would ever have any reason to, but if you just type in like children's songs on YouTube, Daniel was right on with how they are. It's the same song constantly, but the animations are just like cheap and just awful. And I, and yeah, I'm sure that they're making a lot of money on it, but it's garbage. So yeah. Like I, I kind of want to look it up, but at the same time, (laughs) I don't just hearing it on the show made me like, feel creeped out like this song like they're terribly done the song is horrible yeah and it's weird it's like the child's eating sugar cubes like what are you doing (laughs) dad like be a better parent jesus (laughs) uh yeah i don't know and like maybe i need to hear the original but this sounds like the shittiest children's song like most children's songs are but I don't know. I, I don't want to know any more about this world, and hopefully I won't have to listen to any children's music anytime soon. I feel like if I had a kid, like they're more likely to know Slick Rick children's story than like an actual children's song, because I was not brought up on those songs. Yeah, like I grew up on I grew up on gangster rap. Like my mom didn't have me listening to Rafi and things that my child listens to so can't relate yeah you know what's funny is i literally had never even heard of Rafi <laughs> until uh a few years back when i was going to see allison at bumbershoot and mm-hmm. this was going to be the first time that i got to meet her and megan was telling allison oh, Rafi's going to be there. And Daniel said, the children's singer? <laughs> and I was like, there's a children's singer named Rafi? And I looked it up and it's like, oh, yeah, of course. He's like, I don't know, the fucking like John Lennon of children's songs or something. I don't know. But he's less of a dick. Yeah, probably. I would hope so if he's making music for kids. But yeah, same thing. Like when my nephew was like riding in the car with me, I would just play the Beatles and I was like, look, here's a kid's song. And I would skip over yellow submarine and go to something better. But (laughs) you know, there's, there are options. You don't have to, you know, play these mind numbing songs, but maybe that's what kids like. I don't know. I mean, um, Laura Broder, friend of the show, she lets her son listen to like all kinds of cool rap songs and he's down with it. I think he still likes, you know, like, songs that are meant for children but he prefers you know the finer things in life yeah if you know if like if i had a child and they didn't know the 10 crack commandments by the time they were 10 i would just (laughs) disown them yeah you would you know you would just take them to the hospital and you would be like i'm done with this yeah i'd go to the hospital and be like this child is clearly defective can i exchange it I'm going to have to edit that out. What's your return policy? So this is uh, another thing that they were talking about with kids. 
kids nowadays want to be entrepreneurs and side hustles. Jesus, that, oh my gosh. Okay, entrepreneurship, sure. Um, you know, Shark Tank is a kid-friendly program. Like, you can watch it with your kids. You know, it's not going to be bad. So kids, like, see that, and then that's what they aspire to. I get it, and I love it. I think it's great. Um, side hustle. I have never heard side hustle outside of an Uber commercial. Where are these kids getting this from? <laughs> okay, so did you ever, did someone ever ask you what you wanted to be when you grew up, when you were a child? Absolutely. And what was your answer? So when I was very little, I wanted to be a mermaid. Because how could you not want to be a mermaid? Then slightly older, I wanted to be a singer. And then I, you know, my, as you get older, your dreams, your, your bar is lower. You're like, okay, that's not going to happen. Um, so I wanted to be a veterinarian. That didn't happen. Wanted to be a dog trainer. Nailed it. Did that. So never, never was I like, I want to be a YouTube star. I mean, you, I'm old as fuck. So YouTube wasn't around, but these kids, man, side hustle. What is that? What does that even mean, Raphael? Oh, You're God. slightly younger than me. What does it mean? <laughs> I think I'm like months younger than you. I don't know exactly, but yeah, um, you are. I think you are months younger than me, but still. I uh, I don't know what a side hustle is in terms of a career. Also, <laughs> do these kids know what an entrepreneur is? Like, do they know what you would be doing? Like, they just think, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And it's like, I think that they do. I think they do. So there's a, like a little girl. Well, she's not a little girl, technically. She's 15. And she used to be on Dance Moms, which I know you can't relate. I'm sure you've never seen that show. It is actual garbage, but it's very fascinating. So there's this girl who basically was on that show, and now she is worth millions and millions of dollars her name is like jojo siwa or something and she has all kinds of merchandise where i work um she's got all sorts of items and claire's she's so yeah i think that kids follow her career and they think oh she's an entrepreneur she's not really but that's fine um i don't know where else they're getting this from i i just maintain that children are watching shark tank that's what i want to believe i hopefully it's that um when i was in the dare program and at graduation a lot of was, good that did this <laughs> i know right this was in the fifth grade and so at dare graduation everyone had to go up and say what they wanted to be when they grew up and mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how old you are, five, uh, like eight, nine years old, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I went up there and said, I want to be the president of the United States. Wow. That is not what I actually wanted to say. I was shamed into that because I was like, if I, if I tell them the truth, I'll be ridiculed. I wanted to step up on that stage, grab that microphone and say, I want to be a professional wrestler. Oh my god. Oh, I forgot that I also wanted that when I was probably eight or nine. I was very into WWF. Exactly. I mean, I was a kid who was watching this shit on TV multiple hours a week, you know? Oh my god, preach. 
It's like, when you're fucking eight, how do you know what you're going to be for the rest of your life? You don't. So that's what I wanted to say. But then I was like, you know, pressure of the man got me down. And I was like, uh, the president, whatever. Little did I know, you know, you could just be any old fucking uh, jackass off the street and get elected. Or else, you know, I would have maybe continued on that path. Absolutely. You know, I didn't know that they would just let any ignominious oaf in there. <laughs> Good one, Rafi. <clears throat> Do you have anything else for the Thursday episode? Um, oh, <laughs> what did you think about Allison basically shading her sponsor? <laughs> that was funny. Um, I I've never heard this commercial, but now I'm like... I need to listen for this ad or hopefully someone knows which one it is because I'm very curious. I think we know and it's a vitamin company. Oh, is it? I'm, I might be wrong because I also listened to this in a hurry, but it sounded like they were a sponsor on today's show. I think she said that they weren't a sponsor on this week. But okay, they, so, but they do sponsor her. Uh, they have sponsored her before, so it could be that so, vitamin company. It could be the vitamin. So if it's not the vitamin company, I guarantee. I mean, I'm just talking out of my ass here. I've not heard it, but I think it's for a little bit. She had the flat tummy tea. That has to be it. Mm. That is that's like Valley Girl. You have to be a Valley Girl to talk about that in an advertisement. Yeah, and it makes sense that they're whoever is doing the ad is like, I'm the CEO of this thing, and it's like one of those products because I, I feel like it's not like. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't. I mean, I don't know. It could be like Scentbird. It could be any number of her sponsors. But I was also thinking maybe Beachbody. Mm. So. One thing she always mentions with Beachbody is how Autumn Calabrese is, like, the personal trainer lady who does the pregnancy one. But Mm -hmm. from my experience with Beachbody On Demand, she's, like, in 80% of the videos. She is. She, um, she's a beast. I've done, I don't, um, subscribe to Beachbody On Demand, but I have the 21 day fix DVDs and that bitch came to play. She does not mess around. And yeah, she's in like 80% of their videos. Um, she's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I was like, is she the person behind beach body on demand? I'm not sure exactly, but she for sure is in like so many of their videos. Um, could be, could be that. I don't know if someone out there has any ideas. Let us know. Please let us know. We need to know. <laughs> All right, Kelly, which JMO speaks to you this week? So Dave Cross, no, not that one, said, sometimes I go on next door solely to block whiners. Uh, can't relate, Dave Cross. I love all the whiners on next door. They make next door. So uh, this is an app that I don't uh, use, but I... I did look into it once because I had heard so much about it and how, like, you're kind of getting the scoop on your neighbors. And it's kind of like Facebook for your neighborhood, I guess. So It is. 
I don't have any experience with this, but how are how's your neighborhood area? So my neighborhood is so remote and small that we don't have it. However, I never I didn't delete my account from like my San Diego neighborhood. And occasionally when I feel sad, when I want to feel sad, I'll look it up. Um, you know, just cause I want to be in my feelings and I miss San Diego, but yeah, people are whining a lot there just constantly. Any specific examples you'd like to give? The last time that I looked, people were complaining about, they're always complaining about homeless people because there's a large homeless population, uh, complaining about construction. The biggest thing that's going on right now, here's the scoop. Um, we have this, these city bikes, um, but we also have scooters. And you can rent them out and then use them. But people are just, people are not returning them to where they're supposed to go. They're just ditching them on the sidewalk or literally in the road. So, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on. People are pissed off about it. And I don't blame them. Is it these bird scooters that are everywhere? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Those things, so the the first experience I had with them was in... uh... Not Long Beach, wherever the fuck Megan lived. Um, Venice. Uh, we went to Venice Beach, and they had them there, and me and Megan rented them, and we had the fucking time of our lives on these mm-hmm. things. Like she said, that was the best $10 she ever spent or whatever, because we rode around for Whoa. quite a while. But um, yeah, it's like super fun, especially in that kind of community. Uh I see them now every now and then here in Denver and I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. probably not as fun. And I'm sure if I lived around there, it would annoy me, but yeah. Highly recommend renting a bird scooter if you're out there on the beach or something. But don't leave them in the street. <laughs> yeah. You know, try to return them to uh, their designated areas. I think you can like leave them anywhere, like a bus stop or somewhere with a bike rack or something like that. Right. Um, also, oh, I, oh, sorry. I thought of one more thing. Sorry for like backtracking. No problem. Um, from the Monday episode, Aaron Gibson was really, really down on homeless people with dogs. In my experience, at least in San Diego, we don't have a lot of our homeless population isn't great here because it gets cold as fuck and nobody wants to deal with that. Um, they really did take excellent care of their dogs. So if they were given food, like it went to the dog first. So I don't agree with you, Aaron Gibson. You're a lovely person, but that's pretty it's generalizing. Um, and I'm going to write an iTunes comment about it. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was actually the JMO I was going to pick if I chose to talk about one. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I always wonder, like, how did this person get the dog? And mm-hmm. like they said, it's probably like a lost dog. So I I don't agree with that, though. I yeah. don't. Well, not in every instance. I don't agree with that. I think that people fall on hard times and they don't want to give their dog up to a shelter where it could have an uncertain future. 
but the thought of um, someone who's homeless finding a lost dog just warms my heart. Right. See, I was, because I'm a negative person, I was thinking about it <laughs> in the way that, like, someone loses their dog and this person, like, you know, <laughs> essentially, for lack of a better term, kidnaps the dog and just keeps it. Um, and then I, I thought that would suck. But, um, you know, if, if they had this dog before or they got it by, uh, you know, legal means, <laughs> I, I, I still do worry about the dog. But then I, I try to tell myself, like when I was in Mexico, there are so many dogs just running wild in the streets. Yes. And they literally eat raw meat. They eat, like, scraps, bones, whatever they fucking find in the street, and they're fine. Absolutely. So I try to remind myself of that. I mean, you know, it's it's a very different standard uh, of living up here for a dog. Mm -hmm. So I try to yeah. remind myself they're they're animals. Like they'll they'll be fine. They are. They're scrappy, and as much as they like a human being to take care of them, if need be, they will take care of themselves. Except <laughs> except Wendy. <laughs> Wendy needs to be fed from someone's hand yeah i don't think i would uh feed her by hand i'd be like much like <laughs> my mother i'd be like <laughs> if you're hungry you'll eat and if not not my problem <laughs> this is why i shouldn't have a dog <laughs> or a child <laughs> you have to feed them too oh like three times a day at least <laughs> Uh, well, what better way to end it than on child abuse and negligence? <laughs> if you would like to be part of this show, you can email bffancast at gmail.com. You can follow Lisa at jmos and bffs. As always, you can uh, support Allison by clicking through her Amazon banner. You can buy a legacy shirt. You can buy a eat a bag of dicks pin. Or probably the best way is to become a patron on patreon you'll get to hear the greg heller episode you get behind the scenes access to all kinds of crap um and uh yeah follow me on twitter who gives a shit i'm done with that probably <laughs> kelly where can we find you you can find me on twitter at satchels of gold can we all migrate to something better than twitter please hopefully there will be a better alternative out there soon anyway thank you all for listening thank you kelly for being on and we'll talk to you next week with lisa it's the 10 crack commandments wow uh uh man can't tell me nothing about this coke can't tell me nothing about this crack this weed for my hustling niggas uh niggas on the corner i ain't forget you niggas my triple b niggas in this game for years, uh, it made me an animal, it's rules to this shit, uh -huh. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step -step booklet for you to get your game on track, not your wig pushed back, rule number uno, never let no one know how much dough you hold, cause you know, the cheddar breed jealousy, especially if that man fucked up, get your ass stuck up, number two, 
Never let them know your next move. Don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence? Take it from your honest. Uh-huh. I done squeeze mad clips at these cats for they bricks and chips. Number three, never trust nobody. Your mama set that ass up, properly gassed up. Hoodie the masked up. For that fast buck, she be laying in the bushes to light that ass up. Number four, know you heard this before. Never get high on your own supply. Number five, never sell no crack where you rest at. I don't care if they want an ounce, tell them bounce. Number six, that goddamn credit, get it. You think a crackhead paying your back, shit, forget it. Seven, this rule is so underrated. Keep your family and business completely separated. Money and blood don't mix like two dicks and no bitch. Find yourself in serious shit. Number eight, never keep no weight on you. Them cats that squeeze your guns can hold jumps too. Number nine should have been number one to me. If you ain't getting back, stay the fuck with police. Uh-huh. If niggas think you're snitching, they ain't trying to listen. They be sitting in your kitchen, waiting to start hitting. Number ten, a strong word called consignment. Strictly for live men, not for freshmen. Uh-huh. If you ain't got the clientele, say hell no. Cause they gon' want their money, rain, sleep, hell, snow. Follow these rules, you'll have mad bread to break uh-huh. up. If not, 24 years on the wake up. Slug hit your temple, watch your frame shake up. Caretaker did your makeup. When you pass, your girl fuck my man Jacob. Heard in three weeks, she sniffed the whole half a cake up. Heard she suck a good dick and could hook a steak up. Gotta go, gotta go, more pies to bake up. Word up, uh. Crack King, Frank Wizard. <laughs> 